Hello and welcome to the Chatterkey podcast. And uh, I bet you're wondering why it looks a bit different here. Uh, you know, there's no one here but me. Uh, well, long story short, Connor is ill, so the show must go on no matter what. And you get me for the next however long I can keep talking for. Uh, we had a like, really good topic lined up and everything. That's been pushed back now till October, which makes sense because it's kind of horror focused, so it would make sense being an October one. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm your host of Ranking Thomas Shoes, as always. And something I want to try and talk about today, if I can't, how, I don't know how long I want to talk about it, but I'll try, maybe throw in some other stuff as well. But uh, the sort of main focus is recently uh, I directed a sketch for Fat Lever Studios, uh, which is about. I want to say halfway edited, but it's not because I'm nowhere near the halfway point in terms of editing it. Um, but yeah, I just want to talk about sort of the experience doing that because it was a lot of fun. Uh, so I want to take you back to, well, I think it was June maybe, when I suggested uh, filming something. I was like, okay, we've got a bank holiday in uh, August. Why don't we use that day to film something? So plan to put into motion. I don't know how many uh, ideas I went through. Uh, I've been through a lot of ideas in the past year since I brought the equipment to actually film. I was, I was going through many different ideas. I was like, okay, let's just do a simple sketch. It's a bit very simple. And I remember in discussion with Connor, I think it was, so it would have been nice for him to talk about this. Uh, and we made, a, so he made, we made sort of a joke, and I was like, actually, that might work. So I obviously, plans were put into motion then for this little sketch, which took a while to write, just for the fact that when I first sat down and started writing it, it was meant to be funny, but it was too serious. I went really dark instantly. That's why I'm a serious writer, not the comic. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm kind of fucked here. I'm just literally doing something too dark, and it's not what I want. And I brought it to Hayden, and she's like, okay, you do this writing, and then from there, we'll basically try and make it funny. And I was like, okay, fa- fair enough. So that happened. But then I instantly went, okay, no, no, no. The funny bones are kicking in. I got this, and I completely wrote this. I wouldn't say masterpiece, uh, but I wrote something, <laughs> and it was like, okay, let's do this. I'll start. I spent like uh, budget-wise, I think maybe about twenty quid. <laughs> that was literally just for a simple like, uh, Halloween mask and some tubing, which kind of didn't work. Uh, it went bad instantly, so I had to do it manually. But uh, also, I even had obviously the uh, spare camera for like, behind the scenes. And this is why I'm kind of doing this talk now because I don't feel like there's going to be a behind the scenes video. There might be a deleted scenes video, but not a behind the scenes because I filmed like a couple of, I think about three scenes in the, the indoor shit. It was like, okay, I'll do this, like explaining stuff. And then I gave the camera off for the outdoor stuff because I couldn't handle that since I was doing the audio. See, so I was the obviously boom mic operator for most of it, apart from probably about 30 minutes of that. But obviously, the outdoor shoot, I was the boom operator. And I was like, okay, I can't really be doing the behind the scenes stuff because I'm obviously trying to get the sound right. So I handed it off to James originally. Don't know how much he was doing. I wasn't really paying attention with him. But then he handed it off to Connor, and Connor spent the entire time shooting people's asses from a distance, zooming in. 
getting shaved her ass shots because it's kind of so it's kind of the idea of I think it was doing crotch shots as well. There's kind of the idea of the behind the scenes isn't usable. I think Hayden did some on the other camera, so I might be able to get, salvage something from this. But yeah, he just kind of just went on his own. And then it was not what I wanted. I, I was kind of like, okay, I want you to basically speak to people between takes. And yeah, I really should have told them that beforehand. Then again, James was the original one behind the camera, and that kind of handed it off to Connor. And then kind of handed it back. Kind of went downhill real quick. Um, but yeah, anyway, so cut to the actual shooting day. And I was up. What time was I up? I was up about 7 o'clock in the morning. I was whipping up some fake blood for literally a scene that's going to last about a few seconds, if that. So I was whipping up this blood. Uh, took me a while to get working right. Uh, eventually it did. Eventually then I was able to actually sit down and relax before I have to get ready and I think we started shooting about 11 in the morning and that was a three person shoot Hayden obviously with the camera and me and Connor switching between boom uh, mic operator and acting on the screen uh, because obviously with COVID and everything I was like it might be easier to split the crew down obviously have a bigger crew outside because we can separate more and have a smaller crew indoors of people that Obviously, a necessary. Obviously, having to be on the camera, that's necessary, and people are on pretty much interacting with constantly anyway due to work, which obviously is Connor. So we had this crew, and obviously everyone else, the other three, were involved with the outdoor stuff. So we start shooting at eleven. But we did the blood scene first, and that kind of went down. And as I say, there's a tube. I don't think Hayden filmed this. I think we sort of did, but it was I was off screen, but it was like a. I don't think I've got it. I brought it up in one of the old podcasts uh, with, a, with a kind of a joke, but the idea was I was meant to drink some of this blood out of this plastic cup, obviously, and just blow as hard as I can for this tube so it'd squirt up into the air or down. We, we tried to eventually, and it just was not working. It was, it was a waste of five quid. Um, so I was like, okay, plan B. I'm just going to drink it and just spit the blood to make it look like, obviously, blood squirting. And that's what we did. And there's definitely a, a scene that's probably going to be within the uh, deleted scenes sort of it, video, which is obviously where I uh, it's kind of went, you dare me to drink the whole cup. Because I, I said whole cup was half left. I used half during the shows and there's half left. So like, you dare me to drink this fake blood. and Because uh, it's edible. Not like the last time we tried to swim fake blood, which turns out it was toxic and I almost ate it. And I was like, uh-oh. But... Uh, this time I was like, okay, you don't have to drink it because all that's in there is like cocoa powder, uh, I think powdered sugar, and I think water. I think that was the free ingredient. Oh, raised red food coloring as well. Obviously, it was stuff that's edible and not toxic. So I was like, okay, you don't have to drink it. And I shouldn't have said that in front of Hayden because she instantly dared me. She could go on there. So I did. And if you obviously, if that goes out, that bit of a uh, clip. Got towards the end, and something very much uh, happened at the bottom of the cup, and it kind of made me almost throw up. So <laughs> it's something funny to watch. Um, as I say, we did the blood finger first because it was easier. Trying to work around a dog is a nightmare, so that was funny. 
got all that done. Then started doing the indoor stuff, which was a fuck up from the get go. Trying to uh, get the boom mic working again. This is equipment we haven't used. Yes, it's brand new equipment. Brought it last year. Couldn't use it obviously because of COVID. So I had to use it for the first time there. And I thought I fixed it before, but turns out it didn't. It must have reset itself. But uh, obviously, you have to go into the settings to actually like, allow it to sort of record this external microphone. I sort of just record from the device itself. And we was there for about, oh, I think about 20 minutes before we just obviously managed to figure it out. Uh, thankfully, instructions helped. And as I said, we did that. And the idea was obviously to shoot all Connor's stuff first, get him done, and then obviously do my stuff because mum's a lot shorter. I've got what? A couple of uh, scenes in it so it's more trying to get the big bulk out way first and then do this little sort of sequence uh afterwards so we get going and this is the first time i've obviously heard kind of act and i was i spent the entire time laughing there's more multiple cuts again deleted scenes i might try i'll put some in i might put more links there's got about three four minutes worth of footage of me just laughing every time he speaks He's not even barely saying anything, and I was giggling behind the mic, so that was the fuck up. But eventually, we got it going, we got actually moving, and it started rolling. Uh, the weird thing with kind of like rotating accents, which was quite funny, which we were like, yeah, just keep, just keep doing that. And we did all this stuff, we did all this one character, we then switched to his other character, and then obviously we jumped onto me. But it's funny, because uh, after we did the eight sort of stuff, I was instantly like, okay, you're all in danger now. I'm literally handing you a, a real knife because of the scene where something happened to a knife. And I was like, okay, I do have a plastic sort of knife somewhere, but I can't find it. Here's a butcher's knife. Don't cut yourself. And that instantly was like a danger hazard, but we, we worked around it. Uh, Connor had the knife for like five seconds, so it was fine. It was me I was more worried about because any slight fucking movement and it, I would have cut myself up. Uh, hazards of filmmaking uh, on a budget but anyway uh, so obviously we did all that we shot all my stuff very quickly uh, I say very quickly I had to do a, a costume change mid uh, bit because obviously due to the lack of uh, obviously people involved in let's say the indoor shoot uh, obviously we had Connor playing two characters and me playing two characters to obviously split it he had the easy job he literally had a shirt on just had to take the shirt off and he was just a t-shirt underneath whereas I had to actually go change uh, Actually, no, I didn't. I had a costume change between him finishing and me starting to put a suit on, and all I had to do. Did I take the suit off or did I keep the suit on? I can't remember. Uh, either way, obviously, I took my time with the suit. Uh, trying not to cut myself with the, the actual knife that was on the set at the time. And so we got that all done. I had to fucking upload uh, the files onto a hard drive. It's bastard here. Let's put the files in there so then we could start afresh for the outdoor stuff. Had to get new batteries and everything for the all the equipment so it wouldn't die in the outdoor stuff. And we basically had to wait like a, I think it was an hour. I think we managed to, we started at about 11 and we finished about 2. And we met to meet them about 3 I think it was so we had to wait a little while before we could do anything obviously. So we had to take our time, I think about 10 minutes to move all the files over because it was a fair amount of files. And then we had to go to the outdoor stuff. But one of the, the funny things uh, 
from the indoor stuff. I think she kept it up on the outdoor stuff. Obviously, Hayden spent a lot of time, especially the start, writing on the uh, clapboard, uh, which is behind me, behind all my statues. Uh, obviously, you have to write like the scenes, the characters, the director, cinematographer, blah blah blah. You know all that sort of crap. Uh, she kept writing stuff all over it. The back, it's the back of it. I lost track how many penises were drawn on the back of it, uh, which would bring me to a funny story in a bit. And on the front, even with the names, the first name she wrote, the character was called John. She wrote John Cena instantly, uh, and that was sort of uh, how we, the sort of banter on set was. It was that sort of uh, like back and forth. She'd write some. You try and do a scene. She'd be like, oh, scene one, take two. But as you could say, action, you just clock the clapboard and you just see these writings and these drawings, these crude, crude drawings all over. And you're like, okay, uh, I'm going to not laugh now. I need to be straight face, serious. And then you know, obviously you just clock, clock these drawings. You're like, don't, just please don't laugh. Please don't laugh. I need to get through this. I need to get through this. And I lost track of how many things she drew on the back of that. Uh, and even with the camera, the stuff with that, I left the room for five minutes to get dressed into my suit, and I come back, and they're laughing, yada yada, and then a joke later on, they're like, oh, uh, there's some fo- uh, some spare special on the, uh, the files for you. I don't get to see the files for about two days, I think. I've, I don't think I've, I think I took the following day off because I was working on something, and then the actual following day later, I got to see what was on the, the files. So I put my... Uh, Hard drive in, I get the uh, files up, and I got all these files on here, and they're all normal. Like, uh, she took a few pictures just to test the camera of the, uh, my dog and whatnot, and going, I'm going through it. It's normal things like uh, videos are kind of sat there, videos of me stood there, you know, stuff from the actual thing, and then right in the middle of all this, I just clock a uh, <laughs> video of Connor clearly with his shirt up, and then. Uh, I was like, okay, I'm assuming this is a special project. So I screenshot it and I sent it to uh, Connor. I was like, hmm, I wonder what's the fucking odd one out here. <laughs> and I was just like, for fuck's sake. And I, I clicked on it and it's, it's just them dicking around. Just, uh, uh, I think Connor's trying to do the porn a bit. Intro sound, which is... <sighs> Literally never leave my alone with equipment that they could do stuff like... Uh, jokes like that on. But then again, that just sums up the sort of banter and set, as I say. But anyway, we did all the outdoor st- uh, indoor stuff, and then it was, I think it was going on for three o'clock, everything was sorted, I packed everything up, everything was ready, uh, we get the call from obviously the other three, like, okay, we're at the park now, waiting for you, and we're like, okay, we'll be there in a minute, so pack up, head out, uh, have to nip to the shop first, I'm there with a fake moustache and a little, little goatee that uh, kind of drew on my face, which uh, I couldn't be asked to wash off, I thought it'd be hilarious to walk up there and like, with my face covering and go, yeah, so anyway, and have this obviously moustache on show, so there's me trying to walk up to the sh- shop like, every now and again, every time someone appears, I was like, yep, just uh, covering my face. <laughs> it, it was worse when I was told it wasn't uh, washable off, it was, you yeah, literally had to like, uh, use makeup wipes to get it off, and I was like, what the fuck? But then it turns out it was washable off, because it clearly was washing off when I was drinking, and it was just obviously washing off, and I was like, you lied to me. Um, but that's just it. I might just think of a shit. I just, I was like, yeah, just draw this moustache on me. I don't care. Draw it over the real moustache, which darken it basically. Uh, more funny one was obviously the bit under the chin. This is the fact that there's actually some of it there. 
so it's just like darkened and stuff like that. But that didn't need to be. There's this must this like weird sort of curly type mustache which he instantly fucked up. So I laughed and he went, <coughs> and he so he had to try and sort of judge the other side to match the exact same sort of uh, output. Anyway, we're obviously them to the shop, get some drinks, food, whatnot, and then we meet them up at the uh, obviously the not filming like uh, the filming area. We have to go to a specific part of the area to do it, which obviously is where we filmed Dead of 61 because it's just an easier place to sort of obviously access at the moment. So obviously we get up there, I do the joke, pull the mask down, I'm like, yeah, so I start talking to them. They, start, they just look at me and they're like, they start, they're like oh, Evil Knievel's here and they're making these sort of jokes and whatnot. I'm just like, yeah, 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 come on, let's get going. So obviously we head off to actual uh, film it, uh, get down to this quite far into this place. We had to, I think we were walking about five, ten minutes before we even got to this sort of secluded location because when we did the 61, we had the issue of people constantly sort of interrupting and we had to sort of like, we, like uh, we stood there filming and the next minute like someone walked by with a dog or something. So I was like, okay, I want to try and... I saw a place when we did the vlog and I was like, okay, we're going to get to this place. It's quite secluded. Not many people there. So we went down there and it wasn't, no one there. And we started about, we started shooting just after three, maybe at 20 past three. And we didn't finish. I'm talking about, I got home about twenty past six. So we was at uh, the literally intention was eleven till like two half two for the indoor shoot and it was like get I was getting there. So three till about five and it just went longer because obviously uh people keep forgetting the lines and what and obviously sort of just dicking around on set trying to get everything right and uh we obviously, as we start, we start going. Uh, uh, which bit was it? Uh, we started. We sh I think we shot one scene, and uh, I got handed the clapboard. Uh, actually, no, I think she just handed me the clapboard in general, and uh, turns out she obviously we she hadn't rubbed out all the rude drawings when we was there walking towards the the set where we were shooting. And uh, there's a bunch of kids walking by, and uh, everyone's just blocking this uh, clapboard because of all the rude drawings over the back of it. There's me trying to hug it to my side so no one can uh, see the drawings. There's a, I think Hayden and Connor also just like sort of back against it, just like trying to stop uh, anyone from actually seeing it. But anyway, so we just got filming. As it took a while, but we had like two different like sort of versions of this scene to shoot. Uh, I think one went a bit better than the other one, just because of some issues I have personally with the other one. Though I do like the other ending, just because the jokes I put into the actual script, which sadly didn't get used, so that then technically speaking, I don't like the, the way we shot it. So I had like some really good jokes. Like, uh, out of context, there's a joke to uh, someone exploding like a snow globe, which is a sex uh, joke. And I went really rude with this ending, and I was really happy with it, and I showed it to people, and they found it, found it funny, and then they just made up their own lines as they went along. I didn't mind them doing their own lines for the rest of it. I just wanted those lines because they were funny. So I don't think I'm going to be using that ending. I think I'm going to use the first one more than anything. But, or do cuts around it. Anyway, so we're in this like sort of little foresty area. And uh, obviously I'm on the mic. Uh, Hayden's on camera still. Obviously we've got Alex in front of the camera this time. Uh, we did do, uh, do some shots with uh, Connor. Uh, this was some sort of a uh, Obviously, when someone's speaking, you can put it over the video. Uh, him just basically walking around, just trying to do the face character would have been doing, 
and there's me behind the camera just like yelling at him. I'll, I'll uh, crouch down, uh, stand up, uh, fall over. The fall over one was the best because he fell into like stingers and you instantly saw his face go because he went straight into the stingers, which is hilarious. And there's me and Alex going, I think he just fell into some stingers, um, <laughs> which is quite funny. And as I say, most of it was just uh, Alex in front of the camera talking. So we were shooting all this stuff. Uh, some shenanigans go on. There's one point when he like, tries to. Cause there's a lot of logs in this area, and he's trying to make, make his way around safely without falling over. Same with Hayden. We're trying to get around without falling over, and he tries to push this to, like branch at one point, and the branch just snaps and ricochets and hits him, which is quite funny. Uh, and I think that's in the scene because you can hear me giggle. I, I remember giggling and uh, saying afterwards, going, "I think I giggled in that scene." So I, I don't know which version of ending that was from. I think that was one of the later ones we did. Um. But there's a lot of stuff. I, well, I remember one point, Connor had like a worm in his hand and he kept trying to frigging throw it at people. But I think that's probably one of the reasons it took so long just to even finish this uh, outdoor shoot because we were just dicking around. It was that point of the day we were just we were all tired. Uh, Alex literally finished work at, at two, I think. So he was literally just went straight from work, got home, got soiled, and come out. Uh, we had been shooting most of the day, so we were just all like, yeah, this we, we, we wanted to get this done there. Because my original intention was the outdoor stuff first. Just obviously we had the light at the start of the day and then obviously jump to the uh, indoor stuff at the end because we can like spend more time on the indoor stuff because we wouldn't have to worry about being outside uh, too late. But obviously Alex's been at work, we had to switch it around and do the opposite direction of that. So it was obviously indoor then outdoor. But I think in the future if we do something like this, it's like a two-part like shoot, like an indoor and outdoor shoot. I feel like one day we'd just spend entirely on the outdoor so we got an entire day to make sure we get it right and then the indoor same with that because so the indoor stuff's not too bad because we can control a lot of stuff there obviously we just have to maneuver stuff around and we're inside so it's fine it's obviously the outdoor stuff that takes its sweet ass time so i think next time it definitely split into like sort of a two-day sort of thing but then again this is like our first thing we've done since i want to say 2018 i shot something last year back in 2020 of hayden but that was like a something that was very like short and I don't think that I think that was for Hayden's sister's uh, college work and I don't even know if she used it. Uh but in terms of big projects, it was the first thing since twenty eighteen, so it's once again kinda of brand new to us. I mean, hopefully as we go along and making more stuff like this, it basically goes a bit more smoother, essentially. Uh obviously People definitely need to like sort of read the lines beforehand so they've got a gist of what they need to say rather than just constantly. That was the, one of the issues was the stop start of people having to reread the lines. Whereas the indoor stuff, that's what I say, it's easier with the indoor stuff because Connor literally had his phone because uh, obviously his waist was out of shot, so his phone was literally uh, in the middle of his crotch. So every time between take it, quickly look down, read it, and go, okay, I've got this, and then go for it. Maybe change a few lines here and there just to get it going. But that, obviously with the outdoor stuff, there's me having to pass my phone around to Alex constantly. Go, okay, this is the line you need. And we even did a, a moment at one point where it was like, okay, why don't at one point, uh, I think it was, I think I suggested it first and I let James do it. It was like, okay, I ba basically uh, say that, like, made the line to, like, say that, say it out loud actually. It was like, okay, you, you, like, do your line. And then we like do like a quick like silent moment where obviously there's a bit of audio for the other person talking would be, and then you go from there. So it's like a, 
and Alex was saying something about like, oh, the, uh, this here is the yada yada yada, and then James would be like, from the camera's perspective, was saying like, oh, why don't you just shut up or something like that? And then obviously he'd have to react to that and say his lines again, which was working at first, and then it kind of just stopped happening. But uh, as I say, we're, we're out there till well, it's still daylight timing and everything. It's still technically daylight. So we was out there for ages. And I remember them, for, obviously those three had to leave before us. So we were like, okay, we need like one last shot of something nearby. So the three, three of us, which I do have a picture, obviously me, Hayden, and Connor, the ones who started the uh, shoot and the ones who ended the shoot together. Uh, of us actually, obviously, recording this last scene while the three went home. Because obviously they said they were going to be back like an hour ago and we're still out there. To be fair, I lost track of time. I looked at my phone and was like, fucking night, it's like six o'clock, Jesus. Uh, obviously, all in all, it was a very fun, like, sort of day shoot. Something, like, for us to do, like, get out of the house, interact with each other. We'd, obviously, we only see each other every other month, for, obviously, COVID and everything. So it's it nice, obviously, to get together as a group and have this sort of laugh and get something out of it, essentially. And say, so I'm obviously now in the process of slowly editing and taking my time. Uh, getting it to how I sort of want it before I then like submit to Hayden and go, okay, what would you want me to change here? What would you want me to add here? Uh, any transitions you want me to add uh, for the video? And obviously, she, essentially, I make a mess and she fixes it, um, which sums up the whole thing in general, a mess that we fix in post. Um, but no, it was, a, it was a very fun and interesting like, idea because Dead is 61 was... Though the idea, the concept behind it was something me and Hayden came up with years ago. Like, I remember it was in, like, year nine at secondary school, I think it was. It was a concept we came up with years ago. And uh, she just brought it back for college. Obviously, the whole idea itself, the whole project was her doing. Like, she directed it. She was cinematographer. She wrote it. Obviously, I changed a few lines here and there, but just that, just so it could help me out. But it was all hers. Whereas this was literally, like, Okay, I'm directing. I'm I'm telling you where obviously how I want this, but I'm also the one behind the story. I'm making this idea and then essentially paying for the little bits of we need like the alien mask, which I would show it on a podcast, but it's I think it's in the spare room. Uh, is it? Yeah, it's not there. It must be in the other room. Um, obviously, I have to pay for those little bits, and obviously. I was the one that's making sure it was spot on, ready to go. And there's a, obviously there's a lot of stuff I would do differently. Uh, if I could do it again, obviously go out there and read like shoot stuff. I, obviously there's a lot of stuff I did differently. As I say, I'd spend like an entire day just on so the outdoor stuff. The indoor stuff, as I say, I don't need as many hours. It was very quick. It was very easy that one was. It's just the outdoor stuff. I definitely would have spent a lot more hours on that. So uh, three, four, five. I think we spent, barely spent three hours on that. We spent more time on the indoor stuff than the outdoor stuff, but I definitely feel like a good five, six hours working that, making sure everything's right, giving people time to like look for the lines, like, okay, I'd say that, and we just keep like jump cutting to like, different things. I definitely would like, do that more often, but for an overall first like, thing I've been able to actually create uh, physically with obviously the camera and whatnot, it was, it was good. It was fun. Uh, it may be a mess when it comes out uh, as an actual schedule, which I don't know the exact release date of it because I'm still undecided. I'm still, as I said, I'm still editing, still working on stuff. Uh, 
I'm going to try and at least whip together some sort of behind the scenes, deleted scenes video uh, before I actually release the sketch. Uh, so they can go out like sort of, not simultaneously, like within like a day or two of each other. So obviously they're all ready to go scheduled. So obviously I want to try and make sure that happens. Um, so I'm hoping, I want to try and at least get it done before the end of October. Like, I, might, I may get it done before the end of September. But I'm hoping my my sort of deadline that I'm giving myself uh, is the end of October. Cause at least then I've got what now a good month and a half to make sure it's done. I don't think I'm going to need that much time. As I say, uh, I'm pretty much like almost done with the indoor stuff, so it's just obviously onto the outdoor stuff. So I reckon I can get them before the end of September. But I don't know when it'll be released exactly. Uh, obviously, if you want to know when it's going to get released, obviously I'll probably post like uh, the poster or something onto Instagram with obviously the uh, release date on it because obviously that's how I, obviously what I did for the end of the shoot last week. I put like the image of the the clapboard saying obviously it was uh, shooting this, so I'll probably just say that I'll probably put the poster on with the release date attached to it. So obviously. I don't know. It'll say something like uh, October. I'm just gonna say 31st as an example. Uh, so then you obviously you'd know. Okay, it's gonna be out that day. But at the moment, I'm not 100% sure when it's going out. But I'll keep notifying as best I can on Instagram with posts saying uh, it's getting close. It's getting closer before I actually obviously release the poster for it. Uh, probably won't bother with a trailer unless I can whip up some uh, to go. I, I think I'll just literally leave it as. The posters, the obviously the the hype for it, but it's not going to be as much hype. But it's it's something. Um, I think I've spoke as much as I can. Uh, all I can say is thanks, Hayden, for giving me the opportunity to uh, write and direct something uh, for the group. Uh, Alex had his shot with uh, one thing. Uh, you had your shot with a uh, Dead sixty one. It's my turn, and thanks for letting me. Basically. Just Call it this big pile of crap, um, and obviously thanks for this for Connor and everyone who obviously got involved. Connor, James, Craig, as you paid us, say Alex. Thanks for basically just putting up me that entire day of just bossing you around and going, okay, you stand there, you shut the fuck up, you do that. Basically, thanks for putting up for me entirely. Um, I just want a quick note on obviously. The podcast scheduling uh, before I move on to the actual next part. Uh, until the year's out, obviously we have four old uh, chat cave reviews that are due out once a month, uh, and they're obviously going to slot in within between all the other ones. So obviously, uh, sort of common theme each month is mugcast. There's going to be at least two of those each month, uh, or every two weeks basically, but. The one in between is either going to be obviously this show with me and Connor when he's back, or it's going to be obviously Chat Cave with Hayden, just to obviously round out that. Uh, so, this is obviously going to be the last one till, like, probably this point in October, I think. But uh, once we got through this year, it'll be back to normal, back to every two weeks. But for now, the sort of Scheduling is kind of weird. I'd say next week will be Mugcast, but then the week after it's going to be Chat Cave rather than the Chat Cave, then Mugcast, then it back to this. So it's going to be sort of kind of like that most of the time. 
So, like, middle of the month, towards the end of the month, is always going to be an old Chat K review, uh, slotted in uh, until, as I say, the end of December, and then it's back to normal. Um, okay, uh, so what have we got next? Uh, movie news. Well, news in general. Uh, I had to get more today, because obviously, I'm kind of not being here, so... Uh, in movie terms, news-wise, uh, they announced, uh, I think it was yesterday, uh, the releasing the next Pokemon movie, the, uh, I think it's The Secrets of the Jungle, uh, the third one on top of the, uh, the pair of us and I Choose You. They're releasing that on Netflix, October the 8th. So that doesn't surprise me at all for the fact that, obviously, Pokemon and Netflix seem to have this sort of, deal at the moment because obviously as i say they've, they've literally got uh, the two movies on there the two last movies in this reboot timeline uh they've got obviously sun and moon they've got journeys they're getting obviously basically get all the new series yeah and they've got the old series the original series on there uh they obviously got the rights to the mute remake uh, which came out last year so it doesn't surprise me that this is on there and obviously they've got the live action series coming out at some point so it doesn't surprise me that this is going straight to netflix it obviously it's helpful and it does mean that uh, me and Alex get to actually review this one a lot sooner because we've been constantly on about this for months. Like, when's this movie coming out? When are we going to watch it? When are we going to be able to review it to add to our movie, uh, like, review-wise, in terms of Pokemon? So, obviously, we've done every single one. We just need this one. So, he was like, when is it coming out? And then I'll wake up, Alex, like, yep, yeah, send me this. I was like, sweet. It means we can fucking review it uh, quite quickly. Um... What else we got? Uh, obviously, Shang-Chi came out last week. Um, and it's done really well. Uh, obviously, so far, obviously, as point of recording, uh, I was, it's apparently made about $150.9 million at the global box office, which is really good for a pandemic-era opening. Its opening weekend was about one thirty, uh, But... Uh, I did find some interesting stats if I quickly look up to the screen over here. Um, it made uh, over the in the domestics, obviously just America, uh, over its Labor Day weekend, it made ninety four point four million dollars, which is a fucking lot, for, as I say, for pandemic era. Um, it's the second best opening weekend of a pandemic era behind Black Widow. So obviously Marvel have the two big guns uh, at the top. Uh, Obviously, the thing is, obviously, Black Widow, they had, obviously, the Disney Plus money on top of that as well. So, that combined, that's a, I think, in terms of the cinema only, this probably has a bigger opening. Uh, but this, this, this is a stat that got me. Uh, it's got, the, it's, it's the best Labor Day weekend performance ever. Breaking a record that stood since 2007 when Rob Zombie's Halloween uh, remake came out. Uh, that's held, like, a record over Labor Day weekend to being, like, uh, the best performance uh, in terms of obviously money wise, but now Shang Chi's come out and just gone. Yeah, no, for the fact that his, bro- his record stood for that long, that is really good. Obviously, Rob Zombie's Halloween in general wasn't the greatest work ever, but I didn't even realize it actually had like this sort of record for this long. But well done, Shang Chi for breaking that. And obviously, because how well Shang Chi's done, a lot of other studios are going okay. Maybe we can actually release a movie because obviously Venom at the uh, Big Carnage, which got delayed to like. Uh, like mid October has been brought forward about two weeks till oh so, sorry uh, release date from October fifteenth was its original uh, release date being delayed multiple times but and they were considering moving it back to next year at one point I was reading uh but obviously because of how well Shang Chi's done at the box office they're going okay October first two weeks before 
that intended release date, it's going out. So obviously they brought it forward. And obviously a lot of other studios now looking at this going, okay, maybe we can make some money during this obviously pandemic era. That's obviously respectable for our movie. Obviously some uh, have decided to like throw out like moving on to like, other like streaming platforms to basically get a bit more money, so they don't want to risk like putting in cinema. Like, uh, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Obviously they've done like a, uh, I think it's a, is it a sequel. I think it's a sequel to the original movie. Uh, that's going like straight to Netflix because obviously they don't want to just risk putting in cinema because I don't think it would do as well as they think. Obviously Halloween comes out soon. That probably do well in cinema because it's a bigger franchise than Texas Chainsaw, but. Uh, some studios doing the right thing of putting it like straight to like streaming because that's where it's going to make its money. Probably, they, well, that's where they're going to make money back rather than put it in cinema because it's probably not going to be as big as something like Shang Chi, which is big because it's Marvel. Um, else we got here? in TV terms. Uh, obviously I saw there's been some they've been like filming some like uh, live action Rick and Morty clips with uh, Christopher Lloyd, okay, Doc Brown from uh, Back to the Future, which has been quite funny. Obviously he's been doing it with the I don't remember the actor's name, but the the who they played Billy in it. Uh, that's quite funny. I think they've done two. The last time I saw one was the uh, pickle Rick and uh, Christopher Lloyd was eating a, a pickle Rick, I think. Um, also got uh, oh, Amazon dropped the trailer for their new fantasy series, basically meant to be like their way of trying to compete with The Witcher, which is called Wheels of Time. Um, looks pretty decent. I'll probably give it a watch when it comes out. Uh, I think in terms of Amazon, now I think I'm looking more forward to their. Uh, I know you did last summer series because that's probably the big one for me for this year. Um, what else we got? Uh, this series Reservation Dogs, which is created by uh, Taika Waititi and Sterling Harjo, has been renewed for a second series after only like five episodes. Uh, I don't think that's even started airing over here yet. I think it's going to Disney Plus in the UK. So whenever that starts airing, I'm probably going to check it out because. It's it's been renewed already, so and it's Taika Waititi involved, so I'm definitely gonna check that out. Um, I'll skip the interesting news. There's nothing really that jumped at the like the screen at me. The only thing, obviously, I would have probably rather had Connor here so I could back and forth with him, but he's not so sadly. Yeah, we'll move to gaming. Uh, so obviously, we haven't been on for about two weeks. So last week, obviously, in between these uh, two videos, uh. They announced the uh, Marvel Midnight Suns, uh, game by the XCOM uh, makers. Uh, there's been some gameplay trailers, there's been some obviously cinematics that have been released, and it, it looks very interesting. It comes out next March, I believe it's March 2022. Uh, and it's got folks on a brand new uh, Marvel hero that the creators have made with obviously Marvel. And obviously, it's full of like, other characters like Blade, Ghost Rider, Iron Man, Captain Marvel. It's full of these like. Mixture of like big name characters that are always in those sort of games, but also characters that are barely in these games. So that's uh, something to look forward to next year. Uh, what else we got? Obviously, Centro reboot finally got announced and revealed, and that's cinematic, uh, which I'm interested in. Uh, it comes out February next year, I think it is, February 2022. Uh, I'll probably wait on that one though, because uh, Horizon Forbidden West got its release date of February 2022 as well. So I'll probably wait for Saints Row till the reviews have been out before I get that. Uh, because I definitely want to play Horizon more. There's, there's, been, a, there's been a bit of announcements in games. Obviously, stuff that's coming out obviously this year, next year. Uh, but those are sort of the big ones for me. Those sort of three games are definitely the ones I'm probably going to be checking out. 
Uh, okay, so we'll move on to my review, Tom's reviews, or Dragon's reviews. Um, so my uh, choice for review today is a film called Those Who Wish Me Dead. Uh, it was released in 2021. Uh, it was in that Warner Bros. HBO Max release thing that did when it obviously it's both streaming and cinema at the same time. Um, and it was uh, directed by Ta- uh, Taylor Sheridan, great writer, great writer, stuff like Sicario and Wind River, great writer, and obviously stars Angelina Jolie. Um, and it focuses on a former like smoke jumper who basically was now in a fire lockout and basically has to protect a, t- uh, protect a teenage boy from assassins while a forest fire rages around him. Um, Obviously, the sort of plot is very sort of you basically run the mill plot. Obviously, like I just said, then it's, it's nothing like extravagant, uh, but it is a bloody good fun movie. It is really fun, uh, full of great acting from obviously Angela Jolie, um, uh, John Burford, who used to obviously be in The Walking Dead and obviously played the Punisher at one point. Um, he's great in it. Uh, Nicholas Holt. I don't remember the other guy's name off the top of my head. But basically, all of them are really excellent in there. Um, the special effects in the fire looks really good. Like, they look really legit. It looks legit, basically. Um, uh, obviously, Nicholas Colt and the other guy, I can't think of his name. Uh, obviously, they're the villains, and they play some really good like, assassins, which... Obviously, one sort of... One's a bit more of an arsehole than the other, but they're both basically arseholes. But they're, obviously, they play perfectly. They're spot on. Um, there's a lot of these sort of edgy seat moments in this movie that you're like, oh, 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 sort of those sort of moments, um, which are really good. They 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 keep you going like, okay, I'm getting into this now. I'm really getting into this. Um, obviously, they place it's not like a full action flick, but they place like these action scenes in certain moments, like when it's say it's slow down a bit too much, and they throw this action scene in just to pump up the uh, adrenaline a bit more to get people interested in the. The decent action sequence, a lot of shooting and the hand-to-hand combat, which are really good. Um, there are really some genuinely funny moments in the movie that did make me laugh, which is always good. Um, and it is very character-driven, which I do like. I do like uh, character-driven stories, and this is 100% character-driven. And it doesn't surprise me with the, the guy who wrote it and directed it. Um, it's, it's overall entertaining to watch. My main sort of complaint is the ending. Like there's like a whole plot point in the movie, and basically this whole thing is now fully revealed, and it's kind of annoying. It's it's good it isn't because it gets your mind thinking like, oh, what is it? What is it? It could be it's got to be bad, right? It's got to be really bad. But at the same time, you're like, I really wanted it to be revealed, but it sadly is never revealed, which is very upsetting. It does lead to a very kind of anticlimactic uh, ending. Like, there's actually a character in this movie that has like one scene, well-known actor and comedian, and he plays a serious character, and he doesn't need to really be in it. To be fair, there's like one scene, and that's it. You don't ever see him again, and he's linked to the sort of the plot, but he's barely in it. Um, and his role, which could have been like a character on the phone, or like speaking to him, and that would have been it. They didn't need to do that whole sequence, so that was kind of a shame. I feel like if they they could have probably done like another. 20 minutes maybe brought that character in at the end or something but mm. you get what you get um, what else we got um, in terms of obviously the film itself obviously it's a good obviously effort from second effort from obviously uh, Taylor Sheridan uh, 
but I do 100% recommend watching his first effort, uh, Wind River. Much better film in a lot of terms, but this one's not bad. I'm just saying it's a better film to watch. And obviously, his other films he's wrote, like Sicario. Um, those are sort of the ones you you want to be checking out. This, I, I, I still recommend checking this because it's a good like sort of Saturday night flick if you want to put that on. It's it's a very entertaining film and Red's trying to spoil too much as a scene, which uh, is one of these sort of edge of the seat moments. It involves those like, two characters and uh, some guns, and uh, it's really intense. It's like is this going to happen? Oh, what's going to happen here? And it's probably my favourite moment in the entire movie. It's, it's such a good, well-shot scene of like, like zooming in on the characters, zooming out, and it's really like intense, and it really got me going, like, yes, this is really good. And obviously, as I say, without spoiling too much, that's the best way I can explain it. If you've seen it, you can probably guess which scene I'm talking about. Uh, it's just a really good shot scene. Um, I feel like... If I was to give it out of five, I think at the moment, after my second watch of it, I think I'm going to stick with four out of five. Um, it's good, but I feel like that ending kind of fucked it up from being like a bit more. Uh, and a few of the like, little nitpicks, which I've got in a spoiler race, I'm not going to say. Uh, those kind of fuck it up from being like this even better film. I think for now, a four out of five is a really good place for it to be. Um, it got a really lot of hate from critics, which is a shame because, as I say, it's a good film apart from its ending. But then again, that can sometimes fuck up the entire film for people, but not for me. I still enjoyed it. Um and I actually upped it from when I first like watched it. Like I was gonna give it like a I think I gave it like a three point five, something like that when I first watched it, but I've upped it a bit here because it was really fucking good. It's it's really entertaining. Um And I think that is it. Uh yeah, so obviously if there's any sort of questions I was mentioning this at the start, but we've kind of not been here. I'm kind of not used to this. Um, obviously, if there's any questions, throw it in the comments below. Um, and I will change the ending where I put the actual thing, reminding, obviously, this thing, because I actually realised uh, four episodes in, I spelled below wrong. I spelled it as bellow. Uh, I'll fix that, don't worry. Um, but obviously, thanks for just listening to me rant about filming uh, recently. And as I next not next week i think it's about three weeks from now um so connor should be back for an interesting spooky themed one because we've got two decent spooky uh themed and episodes which are very should, on paper should be very interesting so obviously then we'll see obviously how well they do uh so for now as i say thanks for listening to me rant uh connor get well it's i definitely need you here to just, just shut me up for about five minutes. Um, so uh, I'll see you next time. <laughs>